Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code Radio20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival. From berries to the bar, from Buffalo to Bora Bora, bees are big business. Believe it or not, we're talking about bees, so BYOB, and join us for this episode of Parts Per Billion. Buzz buzz, and welcome to a very special episode of Parts Per Billion, the podcast from Bloomberg Environment. I'm your host, David Schultz. Perhaps you've heard, or maybe you haven't heard, but we just released another big podcast project, a spinoff, if you will. It's called The Business of Bees, and it's a six-part miniseries looking at, well, that. Bees, their importance in the economy, the environmental threats they face, and a whole lot more. You can listen to it by searching The Business of Bees wherever you get your podcasts. And I'm joined today by the crew that put this whole thing together, Adam Allington and Tiffany Stecker. Hello, everyone. Hey, David. Hi, David. So let's just talk about the podcast really quickly. What? Why bees? Why Why did we choose bees to sort of dig, do this really deep dive? Well, as uh, listeners might not know, we three together have all at different points uh, covered the pesticide beat here at Bloomberg Environment. That's true. You uh, first, and then Tiffany, and, and now me. And so... Anyone who's covered pesticides knows that uh, pollinators are particularly impacted by agricultural pesticides. Um, and so that kind of got us talking, I think, about the ways in which uh, our agricultural economy was structured uh, today and, and how that impacts bees specifically and how bees have become you know, also this big symbol for these these environmental policy problems. So. I think that's kind of what got us talking, right, Tiffany? Right. I think um, Adam really wanted to tell this story in a new way through a podcast medium. We've heard so much about this. We've read so many news stories, but it hasn't really been done in this sort of format. Yeah, you're right. I mean, when I was covering pesticides, I'm sure you guys experienced this as well, that it's just, you know, anytime you talk about bees or you write about bees, someone's going to be listening. It's It's something that just inherently you know, gets people's attention because people are either, you know, think bees are cute or they're worried that all the bees are dying or both, you know. Or they're remembering back to, you know, 2006, 2007 and colony collapse, which right. was the moment bees really became, you know, headline news. And even for people like us who sort of cover this stuff all along, I was still kind of wondering, like, is colony collapse still the number one threat uh, for bees today? And if you know, have we solved it? Have we fixed colony collapse? 
why we still see these headlines about bees dying in record numbers and why is it still so hard for beekeepers to keep their bees alive? And so I think that was the other sort of guiding light for the podcast is trying to connect these dots for the listeners. Do you think that was one of the more surprising things that you learned when doing this is that colony collapse seems like, you know, it, it's, it was in the news so much back when it was going on, but it's not really that big of an issue anymore. That, that was I know that surprised me. Well, I think that's part of the reason we made this a six-part series. There's so many different elements to it, and colony collapse was very mysterious when it was first discovered. We still don't know a whole lot about it, but there's all these other issues surrounding bees. The mites, as Adam mentioned, varroa mites, pesticides, uh, overall loss of biodiversity and plant life in uh, the U.S. Another thing that really surprised me, which is something that you touched on a lot in the the first episode, which was just released, is is that the um, most beekeepers don't really make a lot of money off of their honey. Um, they make money from selling pollination services, where they send out their hives and and they you know have their hives go pollinate these big fields of crops. That was wild to me that that honey is an afterthought for these beekeepers. I know you wouldn't really know you wouldn't come to that conclusion just based on, you know, may, maybe going to the grocery store or your local farmers market or, you know, honey's everywhere. It's definitely a product people still uh, consume a lot. In fact, are consuming more and more each year. But the money that the beekeepers, the commercial beekeepers can make through pollination services is so high um, that they've it's essentially become their their number one business. Um, beekeepers are, you know, commercial beekeepers will still maybe sell some honey, um, but a lot of them just keep the honey in the hive to use as feed for the bees um, because their main job is to go from crop to crop uh, to help pollinate, um, and they need that honey. <laughs> you know, if they didn't have the honey, the, the beekeeper would have to provide some other food source. So it's really changed quite a bit. You guys went to California, Michigan, South Carolina. Um, I went to Maryland. I made the long trek to, <laughs> to to Maryland to go interview. Yeah, you're gonna want to. You're gonna want expense for that trip. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's mm-hmm. true. Um, what was the what was your favorite interview that you guys did? Uh, you know, for this pro uh, this project, we spoke to a lot of interesting people. Um, but I really enjoyed kind of these off the off the cuff conversations with farmers that we had. Uh, I had a, a, a good conversation with uh, Mike Doherty in California about how to pronounce uh, the nut that is the reason why bees are so important in pollination. Uh, there's two different ways apparently. There's almond and there's almond. And, and it, well, Mike pointed out that you don't say salmon. Well, okay, that's that's a good point, <laughs> but I that's Ammon, that's bizarre. Yeah, I mean, I as know. a reporter, I think any time that I can get out and talk to farmers, I I'm particularly happy. Um, you know, I think farmers, especially uh, almond farmers, are you know, and they really want to. You know, they they're part scientist, they're part um, uh, business, you know, entrepreneur, and then they're you know, old school farmers. Um, So they, you know, they're trying to do the best job they can to keep bees alive and to also bring in a crop and to use the least amount of chemicals and to produce, you know, something that's that's, you know, a really high quality product. And so they're really balancing a lot of different, um, 
you know, inputs into this specific system. And it's uh, it's interesting to to pick their brain. My uh, my favorite inter- interview was one that I did not do, but actually one you did with uh, Philip Ramsey, who's an entomologist uh, at the University of Maryland. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. And just he described how these mites attack bees and the actual like mechanics of it. And it was so vivid and so gruesome that it just like I saw that in my mind and I don't think I will ever unsee it. And it is just he was an amazing character. Yeah, these Varroa mites, they're called Varroa destructor. And what they do to bees is they attach to the bee's abdomen and... um they, uh, you know, they slowly suck out the bee's liver, basically, and, um, you, you know, try to imagine, you know, if you had, you know, a parasitic mite the size of your, you know, your hand on your stomach and it was sucking out your liver, you'd probably be less than uh, healthy as well. So, yeah, uh, there's a lot so, of... Wrap, wrapping things up, um, since, because now I'm... <laughs> what? I don't get to ramble on for 35 minutes about... No, no, that was fascinating. I just, I'm going to need to go... Uh, lose my lunch uh, uh, over uh, uh, pretty soon. Uh, the big question that I wanted to ask you guys kind of um, was that you guys worked on, we all worked on this project for close to six months. Um, we really lived and breathed bees during that time. Knowing what we know now, do you think that bees are more or less under threat, more or less endangered than they were when before we started this project. Why don't we start with you, Tiffany? Well, it really depends. I mean, bee is used very broadly, but we have the honeybee, as we talked a lot about, and we also have um, tons of different wild bees of native pollinators. Those, I think, are really under threat. But the thing about honeybees is that they really are like livestock. Beekeepers can reproduce them if they're... Uh, getting low, they can make more, they can raise more. Uh, that's not really the same for native pollinators that are really dependent on uh, wildlife, wild plants, biodiversity, and also very affected by pesticides and these other um, chemicals. That's a great point. And we have uh, a whole episode coming up uh, devoted to that, that not all bees are alike. Not all bees are honeybees. Um the wild bees are very overlooked and very threatened. Adam, what about you? Yeah, I mean, what Tiffany said, but like, you know, in, in you know, 2017 was a kind of a watershed moment for bee conservation when the rusty patch bumblebee was added to the endangered species list, you know, the first bee to be added to the list. And, um, you know, not to discount the, the problems faced by beekeepers and the fact that honeybees are, are dying is, is a problem, but you know, the environment we keep these honeybees in is a man-made environment. And so even if we were to say lose 75% of all the honeybees, that would be a tragedy, but we could just simply, we could bounce back from that. Whereas if you lose, you know, 95% of the rusty patched bumblebees, which is, was the case with that, with that species, you know, you can't, you can't just put those species back out into the environment. Right, they're uh, gone. They're gone. Right. And so, and we're, we're learning so much about how these native pollinators I- interact with not just crops, but, you know, wildflowers, shrubs, you know, they're very important um, connections in these ecosystems that, you know, we don't really know what will happen if they go away. And then I guess I would say, since I, you know, I have to answer this question too, I don't really know. And I think that's my favorite part about the 
the podcast is it's, this is such a complex topic. There's no simple answer. And I think, you know, I, I think we got at the complexity and we got, we got at the, the nuance of this, that some bees are threatened. Some bees aren't, the threats are complex. It's not any one thing. It's not just chemicals. And, you know, that's, uh, uh, you know, that's what I think I took away from the podcast. I kind of walk away from it also feeling like we could do another six episodes too, <laughs> just on bees. Like there is really so much, there's such a, a fascinating species and their connections with so many different, um, you know, uh, agriculture and then in cities. And then, you know, I think we could just keep going, but unfortunately we got to <laughs> kind of wrap it up at six, I guess. Mm-hmm. That was Adam Allington. Uh, and Tiffany Stecker and myself talking about our new podcast, Business of Bees. Thank you guys for joining us. Sure. Thank you, David. You can find Business of Bees wherever fine podcasts are found. For more information on pollinators of all types, visit our website, news.bloombergenvironment.com. That's news.bloombergenvironment.com. And if you want to chat with us on social media, use the hashtag parts per bee. That hashtag, once again, is parts per bee. Today's episode of Parts Per Billion was produced by myself, along with Marissa Horn and Jessica Coombs. Nicholas Anzalata is the audio engineer. The music for this episode is A Message by Jazar. It was used under a Creative Commons license. Thank you for listening. I'm Adam Allington. I'm the host of a new show from Bloomberg Environment called The Business of Bees. Here's what you need to know about it. We travel around the country talking to people at every corner of the honeybee ecosystem. This is the largest managed pollination event on Earth. In fact, commercial beekeeping is more important to farming than ever before. But bees are also under threat from pesticides and invasive pests and mysterious diseases. It's sort of like Christmas when you go to the hive in December and you open the lid. You just hope somebody's home. If you're interested in bees too, I think you might like the show. Look for us wherever you get your podcasts. Your industry is unique. It faces its own challenges and risks that set it apart. That means choosing just any insurance company just won't cut it. At The Hartford, we take pride in knowing the ins and outs of your industry and help provide solutions that suit how you do business, from liability and property insurance to workers' comp and more. At The Hartford, we don't just talk about specialization, we live it. Learn how The Hartford can help your business at thehartford.com. Collaborate for a greener future at the Bloomberg Green Festival, a groundbreaking celebration of the thinkers, doers, and innovators leading the way. From design and culture to technology, science, and entertainment. Hear from inspirational speakers and immerse yourself in climate solutions, July 10th through 13th in Seattle. Title sponsor, Amazon. Official airline, Alaska Airlines. Get 20% off using promo code RADIO20 at BloombergLive.com slash Green Festival.